0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fast Charge. It's been a very slow week in the tech world. No one's really announced anything. Absolutely nothing to talk about, uh, except totally everything. Nuts. Absolutely everything. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even hold that up for like more than 10 seconds. Um, yeah, we've had an Apple event. We are going to talk about Apple, obviously. Of course. Um, we're also going to talk about Xiaomi because... Xiaomi, bold as ever, held their own launch event the day after Apple's, less than 24 hours later, so we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, and then finally today, Lewis is going to break out the Ray-Ban stories, the, uh, I think it's fair to say, controversial <laughs> new smart classes <laughs> built in partnership with Facebook, um, the one tech brand I would not pick. To partner with to build a new camera device. (laughs) Uh, But there we go. They did it. Uh, So we're going to go through all that and more today. I'm joined by Lewis and Toddy, the core cohort this week. Uh, We did ask some other people from the team to join us, but it may not surprise you to hear everyone is incredibly busy this week (laughs) because (laughs) Apple announced about eight products. Uh, So let's get on to all the other little bits and pieces that have happened, and then we will, of course, turn to all things iPhone after that. Uh, So first up the other big Apple news from this week, and it's telling that this week has been big because we cannot actually fit this in as a topic, Uh, but we actually got a result from the Apple and Epic lawsuit that was going through the American court system. Uh, It's not quite clear who's won and who's lost, and I've actually read a lot of think pieces in either direction of people claiming that so-and-so has won or so-and-so has lost. Uh, Apple broadly seem happy enough with the ruling, Epic broadly seem unhappy with the ruling and have Mm -hmm. appealed it, so that should give you some sign. But equally, Epic did win on one key count that is going to sting Apple, which is that they now have to be... uh, They have to allow app developers to link to alternative payment systems. Um, This is halfway towards what Epic wanted here. It's noteworthy that... They don't have to allow alternative payment systems in app. They just have to give developers the right to link out. So Epic can say, hey, click through to the Epic website and buy your Fortnite V-Bucks there. What they can't do is let you buy it sort of through the app, through their own payment system. Um, It's also noteworthy, having mentioned Fortnite, that Apple is under no obligations to return Fortnite to the app store that remains still entirely under Apple's control whether they choose to do that or not uh, because the court did basically rule against Epic on on, on every other count really including the fact that they did violate their contract with Apple uh, regarding the App Store. So don't expect Fortnite to return (laughs) to iPhones anytime too soon. It kind of all depends on how prideful Apple is feeling. Like, they will make money if they let Fortnite back in the App Store but they get to stick it to Epic by not letting Fortnite back in the App Store.
1: And they'll still have Uh, a lot of money.
0: And they'll still have a lot of money from other people. (laughs) Um, My gut feeling is Fortnite is not returning to the App Store. Uh, But we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll happen. Uh, Moving on, another bit of gaming-related news, actually. The Switch supports Bluetooth headphones. I cannot believe this has happened. (laughs) I cannot believe it has happened in just a small firmware update released with no fanfare, and I cannot believe that it happened in a small firmware update released with no fanfare almost four and a half years (laughs) into the console's lifespan. I also can't believe that they did it now, just after the announcement of the OLED model, because half the coverage around the OLED model, including from me, was people moaning that they still hadn't added in Bluetooth audio support. When they had it coming through their firmware process, if they just put that patch out beforehand, no one would have moaned about it in the OLED announcement. Do you think it's going to be on the box for
1: the OLED model as like a feature? It's like Bluetooth audio.
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Because now the OLED model is technically going to be the first switch to launch with Bluetooth audio support. Uh, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I I can only assume it was actually technically complex to pull off on some level. Um, my understanding is that when you use Bluetooth audio, it limits how many controllers you can connect because the switch uses Bluetooth to pair it, to pair the joy-con and and other pads. Um, as people have pointed out, that's kind of fine anyway, because you're probably playing on your own if you're, uh, using, using Bluetooth audio. And in that case, there's a limit to how many controllers you're likely to be using. Mm. Um, The other big caveat is there's no Bluetooth mic support, um, I believe, so it will not give you a full gaming headset experience. But if you just want to listen to, you know, game sound effects and music, you can do that now. Finally. Um, Okay, biggest launch this week that we are not talking about properly on the show actually came just hours ago. Uh, GoPro announced the Hero 10 Black, which (laughs) is their new flagship action camera. I will admit, I have never touched a GoPro in my life. Uh, Toddie, you were up the announcement. What? What is this? What's new? What does it mean? I've, I've got no idea.
1: Um, I think Lewis reviewed the 9. If you've seen the 9, this looks the same, except the logos on it are blue, and it says 10. Wow. Uh, that's it. No. There's also, um, <laughs> there is a, I think it's a slightly... It takes slightly higher resolution main images, um, but the big upgrade really is the processor. So since the Hero 6, they've used the GP1 chip, their own chip, which has handled image processing and stabilization and all the kind of functionality of the GoPros. This is the first camera with a GP2 chip, which means they've basically been able to double frame rate and resolution in various combinations. So this can shoot up to 5.3K at 60fps. Um, And you can get up to eight times, I think, full HD slow motion. So that's like 240 FPS. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of other little improvements here and there. But really, it's the chip that's the main thing. Um, also, it's the most expensive GoPro since the 6 as well. It's like $500 and like 450 Ooh. quid or something around that. It's a lot of wow. money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And there's like lots of other little tweaks like the front screen, which is a full color screen, like the Hero 9 is a bit more responsive like faster frame rate and um, touch sensitivity in the back's better. Same batteries as before, but probably weaker battery life because of the more advanced and higher frame rates and, and mm. resolutions that it's shooting in. Um, mod support like before. So most of what you'll already know if you've been following GoPro, but with better resolution, better frame rate, better stabilization and yeah,
0: uh, faster chip, which means like faster startup and stuff like that. So yeah. Cool. Um, speaking of chips, Uh, The Pixel 6 is on the way. It is going to use a custom Google chip called Tensor. Uh, As of today, we think we know what that chip is or rather how it's built. Um, tune out now if you do not, do not care at all about mobile phone chips, um, but basically it's a slightly odd chip construction if you follow this stuff. Um, the headline is that it has two Cortex-X1 cores, which are kind of the prime core <clears> you'll find um, in the other flagship chips. But there are two of them here, so that's good, that sounds powerful and impressive. Um, what's weird is then, the next sort of tier down, um, there are two A76 cores, Cortex-A76. That's weird because ARM have the Cortex-A77 and Cortex-A78 that have replaced the A76. And no one who's been sort of reporting on this news seems to be able to answer the question of why Google might have used these 2018 cores rather than any of the more recent ones. Weird. And it feels like a really weird cost-saving measure because they've already gone all out on the top core with these two prime cores That's you know, it should be really impressive. But then skimped on the next tier down um probably it's maybe some weird side effect of the chip shortage in the industry and maybe they were able to get a load of a76 cores, but couldn't get more recent ones and they maybe found some way to to get around it without any sort of big drawbacks um but it is a slightly strange setup if it is true and if it is correct uh and we're gonna have to wait to see more from google as they kind of justify why they built the chip this way um, but mix of good and bad if you're waiting to find out how exciting the Tensor is, because there's two X1s, exciting. The 2A76 is, uh, is confusing, concerning. <laughs> uh, finally, one other big launch event we are going to look forward to. We are expecting the Pixel 6 sometime in October, probably. We are definitely getting something from Huawei in October. They have announced a launch event on the 21st of October in Vienna, so it's going to be a European-slash-global launch Um They shared a picture of what looks a lot like the side of a phone. So this is probably the global P50 series launch. Um, But that's not officially confirmed, but that is probably what we're looking at. Which is welcome, because we, I think for a while we're beginning to wonder if the P50 ever would actually launch globally. Uh, This will, of course, be the first phone to launch with Harmony OS. Though, in fact, in China now, Harmony OS is available on, on loads of phones. They've just sort of patched it out. But this will be launching with it. In the west which will be a first if that is indeed what's on the way cool right that's out of the way let's get on to apple because there is a lot (laughs) of apple uh we mentioned last week that apple had its event that happened on tuesday night if you're in the uk tuesday day in the us Uh, as you would expect we got the set of new iphones four new iphone 13 models we also got the new apple watch the series 7 and then we got some iPads. We got an update to the standard issue entry-level 10.2-inch iPad. And we got a probably more exciting update to the iPad Mini, which is now on its sixth gen, I believe. And that was a, you know, bigger changes to the iPad Mini line that are pretty exciting. The iPad update was a little rote. Uh, that is everything they launched, right, Lewis? We didn't get AirPods. Nope, and we didn't no get AirPods. any new Macs or MacBooks or anything no, like that. that. Uh, we got a few teaser trailers for some TV Plus shows, and uh, I don't know, Fitness, Fitness Plus is yeah. launching in a few more countries. What? Nothing nothing thrilling there.
1: I just enjoyed an edit someone did of just Tim Cook saying, you know, uh, instead of saying, like, whatever, innovation is at the core of everything we do, it was Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is at the core <laughs> of everything we do here at Apple. And I was like, yeah, it seems yeah, about it, really. So well, opened all your out.
0: presentations recently. Uh, okay, I guess we might as well start with the iPhone because, you know, it's the iPhone. Uh, yes. So iPhone 13, four of them, as you would expect, there's a mini, a regular, a pro and a pro max, same as there was with the 12 series. As we mentioned last week, when we were deep diving on the iPhone 14 rumors, that lineup will probably change next year. Mm-hmm. So this might be the last iPhone mini. So if you're a mini fan, like this is the one to get on. Um, this is, I mean, the, the, the sort of joke that's been going around since the launch is that these should have been called the iPhone 12 S, right? Yeah. Because yeah. this feels like Absolutely. a one of those S years, a half step upgrade, some tweaks, some changes, a few upgrades here and there, but it doesn't feel like an exciting iPhone year, does it, Lewis?
2: No. Um there I mean there are some, you know, heavily requested features. I'd say the 120 hertz refresh rate on the pro models is you know exciting, but I don't think it's exciting enough to tempt iPhone twelve users to upgrade. Um, Oh, go on, Tony.
1: I just want to clarify: is it is it still OLEDs, right? So this is the first time we've had an OLED 120 hz display on an Apple mobile device, because yeah. I think the iPads have only been LCD, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. So this so is OLED. Cool. Uh,
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. I hadn't thought about it. No, yeah.
2: So yeah, I mean, the displays yeah. are nice, and obviously, uh, the, the other big thing with the display across the entire range is a slightly smaller Face ID notch. Mm-hmm. um i think it might be the first time it's been reduced since it was introduced in the iphone 10 mm-hmm. it is only a 20 percent reduction so it's not a dramatic kind of shift it you know when they first showed it on screen at the event i was like is it is it any different <laughs> um i think it's kind of more the width than than the height of it uh, it's just a bit more
0: it, it when you see them side by side you can tell yeah, uh, yeah. looking at it on its own you would just be up uh, i'm sure that's no the size they notch always was yeah
1: weirdly it gave me vibes of the pixel 3xl's notch which was comical mm. yeah because yeah. of the proportions so actually weirdly i think the old notched width even though it's a bigger notch and that in and of itself isn't great it looks more elegant than this yeah. narrower notch
0: mm-hmm.
1: i'm kind of with you actually yeah. I mean, they just should have just waited until they could just get rid of it like supposedly <laughs> yeah. the iphone 14 will and it's uh, it's also worth noting while we're talking about
2: the displays and stuff like that, that the uh, the 12 at uh, the, the 13 and the 13 Mini are pretty bright this time around. So they've got max brightness of 1,200 nits in direct sunlight, which that's is mm.
1: really good for any phone. Pretty like good, Very, yeah. very good. Uh, in, in fact,
2: the Pros can't compete with that. The Pros max out uh, 1,000 nits, which is still good. Really interesting. But mm. not quite. I think it's something to do with the high refresh rate, of the Pro Motion tech. Must be. They can't quite yeah. hit that 1,200 nits.
0: Um, um, we are, you're not getting the high refresh rate on the 13 and the 13. No, that's many, the Which that, was yeah. kind of expected, but I think yeah. it is a fair complaint that it still feels a bit... Weird that Apple finally does 120 hertz and they can't even put it on the regular iPhone <laughs> when I could find you a 200 pound, 200 dollar mm-hmm. like Android phone with 120 hertz. I mean, admittedly, probably... not 120 hertz OLED, but no. still. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I think the main problem with that would—they'd have the same problem as they had last year, where they'd be too similar if they all had the same display tech. Like that was the problem with the 12 and the 12 Pro is that they were basically identical, you know, bar a few changes like an extra camera and some, you know, the 4K 60 Dolby uh, Vision recording. So I feel like they they had to make they're like we need something to differentiate them this year.
0: Exactly, it does feel like they're kind of artificially having to limit the the standard iPhone just to keep something there for the pro <laughs> that regular users will care about. Because otherwise, it's these kind of higher niche video features that the average person will be told, yeah. "Oh, it's what's this Kodak?" And they look at you like, "What's a Kodak?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but if you tell them the screen's smoother on the on the more expensive one, they'll go, "Oh, fine, right? You can have another." 200
1: bucks
0: i'll get
2: that one so, yeah. You know yeah i think that the, the high refresh rate of the pro models is the only thing that is kind of tempting me at the moment because i i've used the ipad pros for so long and the promotion tech on the ipad is nice it is you mm. know it's so smooth so I'm, I'm i'm excited to see what it'll look like on the small screen and obviously i should uh, while we're talking about the promotion tech explain that it, i mean it's much like all the androids that we review with high refresh rates uh it's an adaptive refresh rate so Mm -hmm. it can uh, yeah it can jump from anything between 1 and 120 hertz um and apple says that they've done a lot of software optimization a lot of hardware optimization because obviously they do it all in house themselves they have greater control of everything um yeah so i'll be interested to see how that performs compared to android alternatives because they say it's you don't notice it at all you know it's so instant depending on what you're doing on the screen you should always feel like it's really responsive so yeah let's see and that it is another
0: is. one worth flagging that, uh, you know, I made the joke about you can find cheap Android phones with the high refresh rate. And that is true. Um, but that p- truly dynamic refresh rate that can go anywhere between one and 120. Yes, that exists on the Android side. But it's actually only on a few phones on the Android side. And it's only been around for a year or so. So for all the jokes, right, it's taken Apple <laughs> years to do 120 hertz. Actually, that, equally that thing about how when Apple finally does it, they do the best. We don't know yet if they've done it the best or not, but the version of this tech Apple is using, doing it on OLED and doing it LTPO, full full dynamic range, Mm -hmm. that is only on five or six Android phones and only ones released in the last twelve months or so. So that side of it is still fairly cutting edge.
2: Yeah, there wasn't an always on display though. That was kind of rumored to be hand in hand with that. Mm.
0: I cannot believe there's still still no always on display. Yeah, with a one half refresh rate. yeah. Yeah. I guess with
1: iOS as it stands, it's already got very good race to wake and it does, yeah. wake word support and mm-hmm. even just tap to check. Like it's better than any Android phone in terms of how 100%. seamless it feels to use. Yeah. Mm. So I know it's not like the answer to that like problem, but it's definitely like less of an issue than it would be on a bunch of Android phones. For sure.
2: Mm. Right. So, uh, so anyway, mm. I'll say moving yeah. on from this display, there's, there's an, another equally exciting Um, improvement so let's go let's go let's break this into the 13 and the 13 mini and then we'll do the pros after because it does get very Mm -hmm. confusing jumping between them especially with the camera stuff so yeah camera is a huge focus with the iphones this year as it always is recently (laughs) Um, so we've got um, a new upgraded beautiful wide angle lens on the 13 and the 13 mini for me the more exciting thing is that they have the um the oh that sh- the sensor shift OIS mm. OIS, uh, OIS that was exclusive oh, yeah. to the very very expensive 12 Pro Max just last year. So the fact that that's now available in the entire range is exciting to me. Um, so that paired with a better, I think the aperture is f 1.6 this time around on the main lens. So that compare that with the OIS should improve the nighttime shots. Should improve low light photography as well. Um, and. Yeah, the ultra wide side a little bit the same it's not quite as impressive the uh, the f stop is at 2.4 so it is an improvement a slight improvement which should make ultra wide low light shots a little bit better but not too exciting on that front but i think that the main focus here is on the the main camera um and specifically more specifically the cinematic video mode that they've introduced alongside with it um I don't think we were too impressed <laughs> internally. We were kind of talking about this as they announced it because they showed a clip and they were like, here's this amazing cinematic shot. And they were we kind of looked at it and we're like, well, that's all right. And they like, this was shot on an iPhone. Oh, that's why. Because that's why it looks like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah the, the, uh, the rack focus thing is cool. Yeah. But like yeah, the results they showed, like they're going to be like, you know, this is Apple putting this demo together. This so it's going to be the best it'll ever yeah. look. Yeah. And it was fine. That's yeah cool. It's what I mean. it's, like... it's it's
2: it's, the, it's basically a portrait video mode that was teased or a rumor before it yeah. came out because this is all software it's the same bokeh effect that they have on portrait mode um which is why which is pretty cool because it also means that you can edit the focus That's after cool. you've shot it.
0: That yes. is cool. And that is good. So yeah. that, that is that quite like... fun.
2: Um but yeah so you you're not, you're not going to get the exact same kind of you know really crisp um focusing that you're going to get with a DS but it is fun you know it does allow people that are into video that don't have access to these high-end cameras you know more to play with and get more creative with it um and obviously you've got the 4k 30 uh, dolby vision support on i'm not sure i don't know i don't think it's gone up to 60 on this year's model it was 30 on last year's model on the on the entry-level models and I, they didn't mention an Im- improvement there so i assume that's one of the other limiting factors of the uh the the regular models is 30 frames per second max on the dolby vision front but you know it's a starting point and if you do really care about the video stuff you you can go for the the pro or the pro max which we'll talk about in a sec
1: how do we feel about the the diagonal cameras because they've I, moved the i don't mind them
2: i like i kind of it, the first time i saw it, it was a bit like ugh. um i've kind of adjusted to it now i think the bigger surprise for me is that there's no lidar I honestly thought LIDAR was going to come to the entire range and I Mm. had to check this just before we came on air and look at these pictures, this diagonal camera bump thing. And yeah, there's no LIDAR there, which is somewhat disappointing.
1: Over LIDAR and sensor shift though, I think the sensor shift is the better of the two things to have pulled down from last year's pros. 100%. Pro Max explicitly, so that's that's nice.
2: Um, So obviously with um, kind of a brighter display and stuff like that, you might assume that the battery life is going to suffer as a result, but (laughs) Apple has specifically put in bigger batteries this year because everybody hated the battery life of the 12 range i think the 12 mini was (laughs) particularly bad out of all of them Mm, yeah so this time around i mean it's not a huge jump but you're getting an extra 1.5 hours on the mini and you get an extra 2.5 hours on the standard 13 uh which yeah Yeah, it's a nice little bump it's 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 not going to be game-changing but yeah it's there if you want it can't complain about that also i should probably talk about the a15 because that's quite an important part of it so that's the chipset 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 <laughs> careful now uh, i know yeah very close there <laughs> so yeah this is uh, the a15 bionic it's the same five nanometer process as last year so there's not going to be a huge increase but there is rumor to mm-hmm. move to a four nanometer next year anyway um but there is a kind of improved internal, so you've got a six-core CPU and a four-core GPU. Really annoyingly, Apple doesn't compare it to its previous gen, so you don't know how much of an improvement it really is over the A14 Bionic because they only they, they they compared it to the leading competition in the event, but gave no shred of like anything that will give us any idea about what that leading competition is. So is it is it an 888 plus Snapdragon you know or is it a mid-range phone from 2 years that they're just like yeah this is <laughs> this is this is fine um but i mean the, the, the numbers are impressive as you'd expect with something like that um so they're saying it's the cpu is 30% faster than the leading competition uh no sorry it's um 30% on the gpu 50% on the cpu
1: yeah so right. that, okay. that's good but,
0: but like there were some there was a Geekbench 5 score that got leaked today yeah. i can't remember who but i think maybe ice universe but i'm not sure um and that to be fair was impressive it it had a multi core score of uh, around 4800 yeah uh, compared to around 3800 on last year's iPhones so that's a pretty big jump and that is also basically around the best score any snapdragon 888 that we've tested has come in and actually they usually run a little bit lower um but of course you know we've always got to remember there's a timing thing here where the next big qualcomm jump is going to be announced in three months time probably so yes right now this is you know way faster than any Mm -hmm. any android phone on the market but by January, that will have changed and the new Android flagships in January will be basically as fast. Yeah. It's literally the, what happened like, last year. Up, it's... The A14
2: Barnet yeah. when it was announced, they, you know, it was a lot faster than the competition. But yeah, like you say, by January, February, everyone else had caught up and they're on a level playing field for the rest of the year. Mm.
0: Um, it's also there's also the machine learning side because I cannot remember the number Apple gave, but oh, the it was trillions
2: um, or something. I did note it wait, down somewhere. Yeah,
0: t- teraflops is is the, sort of the measure for machine learning performance. Uh, I cannot, off the top of my head, remember the number they gave, and I didn't have it written down. But I'm pretty sure that teraflop number was actually below what the eight eighty eight handles. Uh, interesting. And Qualcomm really? is very bullish that that's their big growth area. That's what they're building on the most every time. So whatever they have next is going to definitely going to jump ahead even further. Um so it kind of again purely on a you know looking at big numbers on on you know in presentations perspective, Qualcomm looks like they might still be ahead there. How much that actually matters in, yeah. in usage is still up in the air. Yeah. This
2: is the big thing, isn't it? Um Right, I suppose we should probably move on to the Pro models, talk a little bit about them, because we've got
0: a lot more to talk about.
2: (laughs) So I think we're going to kind of rattle through this a little bit quicker, because like with the 13 range, the 13 Pro and the 13 Pro Max, they look basically identical to the predecessors. uh, Except there's a nice new Sierra Blue colour, which I really like. It's like a baby Mm. blue kind of thing. Um, I'm pretty sure my mum did actually have a Ford Sierra in a similar blue when I was young. Maybe right. that's, that's maybe that's why I like
0: it. Um inspired so, by Lewis's mum's car. Honestly.
2: <laughs> Tim Cook's been, you know, making notes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so yeah. So the the highlights are obviously the 120 hertz promotion display. Uh that's all yep. very nice, well and good. That's also got the twenty percent smaller notch as well. Mm-hmm. Um But the most interesting thing, more interesting, I'd say, than the standard 13 range is the camera improvements here. So Mm -hmm. um, new wide angle, it's it's the main camera. It's got an f1.5 aperture, which is pretty damn good. Um, And it's got 1.7. I never, like, well, the 1.7 pixel size, yeah. Um, So basically combined with those two and the sensor shift OIS, Apple claims that it can slurp up 2.2 times more light than the 12 pro max which if true is pretty impressive so that should really bolster the low light performance and stuff like that and they've also kind of done that with the ultra wide as well because ultra wide i mean even on the android side ultra wide um the aperture on ultra wide cameras is is naff usually you know as soon as the light Mm -hmm. drops off with the ultra wide the, the quality drops off with it not so much with, well, uh, maybe not so much with the 13 Pro and the 13 Pro Max because they have an f1.8 aperture, which is pretty good. Recommendable. Yeah. For an ultra-wide
0: yeah. that I can't, off the top of my head, think of an Android ultra-wide that's no. even below 2, generally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. F2 the- is maybe the best you'd see on an ultra-wide.
2: So I'm really interested to so. see in what the ultra wide performance is like there. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's also a new autofocus system. They didn't really detail what was new about the autofocus system, but it does mean that the ultra wide can now do macro photography. And we, we all know how we feel about macro photography here.
0: <laughs> love it. Yeah. love, love
2: to
1: take across macro Across all shots. of the announcements, there was like all these like elements of vagueness, like, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. the, the chipset performance stuff and, and this stuff here. Yeah. Uh, with the Apple Watch, watch and the and the 2021 iPad, what chipsets they're actually running on, and all this stuff, yeah. they, they were weirdly vague about a lot of stuff during. In, this in fairness to
0: them, it was a pretty fast keynote. It was and very I fast. Like it? that, so if if that's the trade off, is they're a little bit <laughs> vaguer, but it means they get the whole thing done in an hour and a bit rather than two and a half hours. Yeah. I am as someone having to cover these events, oh, yeah, happy yes. to make oh, that trace. Yes.
1: But then I feel like <laughs> they dwell the on other stuff they didn't need to dwell on as long, and they could have got sure. that information yeah. sure as well. So it depends yeah. what they're how they're managing the time. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry, Lewis.
2: Yeah, uh, so, just to wrap up on the camera front, there is mm. also an improved telephoto lens. Now, I, I think this might be the same telephoto that was on the 12 Pro Max last year, because that did have a better uh, zoom lens than the standard Pro did. So it's a right, 77 yeah. millimeter with a 3 time zoom uh, which I think was on the 12 Pro Max. So yeah, that's also on the 12 Pro now as well. Uh, 13 Pro, sorry. Yeah. Um,
0: so which yeah. is still yeah, again worth flagging on this stuff in comparison to The Android side, way behind the top optical zoom you'll yeah. find. Like you can get 10 times optical on the Android side. Equally as we always flag, it's very unclear how much zoom at that level matters how mm-hmm. many people really want it and i know there are advocates of it out there so you know if you are one I'm, i don't want to throw you under the bus and i'm good friends with people who love these zoom lenses but for the average user i don't think much more than three times is yeah is super necessary
2: no i completely agree um, so sticking with the camera stuff Let's move on to the video It also, surprise surprise Has a cinematic video mode That is on the iPhone 13 Imagine it didn't That would be something <laughs> um, So yeah, it does everything Basically it does everything That it can on the 13 It does the kind of same um, rack focus It it has intelligence to it apparently So that the, the focus will shift automatically Depending on where you look and, and cues like that I'll be really interested to see How that works in reality uh, How frustrating yeah. that can be But we'll see um, I think one of the, the, the differentiators between that and the standard 13 range is that you can record an Apple ProRes video. Woo.
0: So, hey, there's <laughs> that codec I was telling you about. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> to um, tell that to the man on the street. Yeah. the No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think did you guys hear about the 128 gigabyte caveat. There? I was literally just about to say yes, this. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not. Like, what? It is not
2: available on the base model, the 128 gig model. It, you can't get it. It has to be the 256, the 512, or the new one terabyte because if you want mm-hmm. to shoot
1: in 4K, at if you res, want to, yeah,
2: 4K, yeah. 30 frames, ProRes, uh, you need yeah. you need the storage because those files are pretty big.
0: Um, so it's why? not clear actually if it's just the it, it might be a space limitation, but actually uh, someone has pointed out that. Smaller drives tend to have slower read write speeds. Uh, okay. And that might actually be the limitation is that it just, it might be that they're, the 128 they use can't no reliably fast uh, keep up. Than it, it just might not have the write speeds fast enough for it. Mm, that makes and sense. Either way, yeah, it's something people have to be aware of. I, I do wonder how many of the people buying these Pro phones, well, I wonder how many people buying the Pro phone specifically because they care about shooting incredibly high quality video are going to buy the 128 model anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's basically the only reason to buy the high storage capacities is because you shoot high quality video a lot. Mm -hmm. There's no other real way you're going to fill up a terabyte of phone storage because that's an option now. You know, it's only going to be from shooting 4K video. Um, So I I suspect there are very few people who actually get caught in that Venn diagram by surprise. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's I think it's just Apple flexing its
2: muscles more than anything. It's not exactly something that people are going to use very often, but because they can say, look, we're the only ones that can do this. It's a reason to buy uh, it. Yeah, Yeah. it's probably Um, all makes
0: them pro and and pushes. You know, we we joke about things like them showing off, you know, making films with iPhones and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But hey, films have been made on iPhones. Like here's a thing that happens. People do it um and, and I, so I, there are users that will get the most of this stuff
2: and so i noticed um obviously it's with the uh, the dolby vision introduction of that last year you can really notice the difference in the videos that you watch on an iphone that are dolby vision uh, enabled mm-hmm. like they're much brighter and, and crisper than and it's even in, in apps like instagram you can always tell when you're watching a dolby vision hdr video so even if yeah. people don't know what it means i think they see the benefit of what it can be not so much with the, with the progress because that is pushing things a little bit too far um yeah but certainly the dolby vision yeah. stuff is nice
0: Before we uh, wrap up on the iPhone, I do just want to issue one little correction uh, that came from our YouTube comments. Uh, Xtechie has pointed out on the refresh rate stuff, the dynamic refresh rate, it actually only goes down to 10 hertz. So it's uh, 10 to 120 is the variable range. There are Android phones that will go all the way down to one, um, OnePlus and Oppo both will go all the way down to one. So it's, it is actually still technically not quite as dynamic Suck as Apple. the most dynamic Android <laughs> devices. Um, though obviously there are debates to be had about the w- when they change the frame rate, and that was part of what Apple was yeah. bullish about, the way it's predicting what your fingers are going to do to change the refresh rate accordingly. Mm. No one on the Android side is making those those specific claims about how no. they adapt it. Um Before we move on to to other devices, and then we'll go through those a bit more quickly than the iPhones, what do we we think of these now we've gone through all the specs? And with, I think, the reasonable caveat that every phone manufacturer has exciting years and slow years, and it is not unreasonable of Apple to have a slow year. They have always had slow iPhone years. It happens. Samsung has slow S-series years as well. Some years they just say... Eh, the camera's a bit better there's more storage we change the chip like get on with it by the phones yeah um, they're not pitching this as an upgrade for iPhone 12 users. they're pitching it as an upgrade for iPhone 11 and older in which case it still is. So that caveat in place, how do we feel about these?
2: Yeah I mean I think this as you say um, I don't think you could tempt me to move from my 12 pro to a 13 pro because there just isn't too much there not, you know
0: yeah not enough though
2: yeah but if I was still rocking an old iPhone 10. I think it would be a lot more tempting, especially in the display department. You're not you're not just getting the jump to OLED. You're getting a better display. You're going to get at the higher refresh rate. And the cameras are way better than they were on the 10. So, yeah, I think it just depends on where you're coming from more than anything.
0: Yeah.
1: The the thing I've seen, uh, I am a, a cloud storage user first and foremost. So I don't mm. have this issue. But I've spoken to a few people who just store all their pictures on their phones, especially iPhone users as well. They seem to be much more kind of up for doing that. Um, Crazy. All the, all the photos and videos they shoot. And so the one terabyte option on the pros is, that's the first time we've had a one terabyte iPhone, I think. And that I think mm-hmm. is maybe going to be a big win for pro, like potential like pro customers. Um, yeah. So yeah, I it's not something I would buy, but I could totally see that specific skew. Obviously it's very expensive, but that skew might do particularly well. More so than maybe max capacity versions of previous generation iPhones because it is that magic number.
0: Yep. Um and that's just so much space in a phone. Just insane.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I do think between yeah. between that and the refresh rate, they yeah. have, in fairness to them, solved the problem Lewis pointed out from last year. That last year there felt like very little reason to buy a Pro model unless you wanted to buy the Pro Max because you liked the bigger display. And yeah. you yeah. know, that was a legit reason. But the regular Pro had almost nothing going for it. This year, that does it does feel like it makes sense for me personally, the 120 hertz would be the thing that if I was looking at iPhone 13 or iPhone 13 Pro, mm-hmm. I would urge most people to spend the extra 100, get the Pro for that refresh rate. Yep. I do have to say, I kind of feel like that's less because of a strength of the Pro and more because of a failing of the base model, because I do think it's embarrassing that years into this tech existing, you still cannot get 120 hertz refresh rate. On the like standard flagship, the standard one iPhone because it 90. just should.
1: They should have done ninety or, or ninety, yeah. yeah. Do the half 90. step and, and at nice. least
0: get something. Yeah, because ninety honestly is is more than enough oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for most people. You know that's that's where you see the big difference. <laughs> um, I do think it's a big thing because it is just it's proliferated so fast on the Android side, and it is pure Apple stubbornness that they are uh, are not introducing it across Classic. the iPhone range. Mm. So, but equally, if they had put on everything, I'd be sitting here saying, well, the pros look rubbish. There's no reason to buy them this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, there we exactly. go. <laughs> so, you know, I get it, but it's still very frustrating. And, and it is one of those big points where I will keep pointing and saying, buy an Android. The,
1: the failings of the, pro tw- the 12 Pro feel very much like that was Apple intentionally keeping stuff aside for this year. Like they knew that yeah. it was going to get flack for not having X, Y and Z, but they also yeah. were yeah. like, well we've already planned that out intentionally
0: because otherwise what <laughs> like, are we
1: going to upgrade? Wait but, till next yeah. year, guys. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Let's move on from iPhones. Cause we actually, uh, you know, have so much more Apple stuff to talk about before we even get onto the other topics for today. Uh, so very quickly, regular iPad, there is a new version of the regular iPad. Please do not get excited. Um, not a lot has changed. Um, I can, I think there are exactly four changes to this product. <laughs> Um, First, the chip has gone from an A12 Bionic to an A13 Bionic. Nice, Cool. It's still an older chip now, but great. It's a cheap iPad. Makes sense. It'll be faster. It'll be better. Love it. Uh, Storage at the base level has doubled. Now 64 gig base storage, which is very welcome. Because 32 is just frankly not enough. 32 is just in this
2: day and age. In this day and age.
0: That's true. Third change, front-facing camera. It's now 12 megapixel, it's ultra wide, and it has a center stage tech. So it will That's cool. You know, follow you around the room and all, and all of that. And then finally, the display, which is exactly the same display, but there's now a light sensor next to the display, wow. which means it has true tone support. Hey. Um, so same cool. panel, same size. Everything else about the iPad is the same, Ex- exactly the same size. All the rumors about bezels changing, about taking the iPad Air form factor, about bigger display, all that turned out to be bogus. It is the same iPad. It's a little faster. It will be slightly better for video calls, which is obviously a big push this year. Yeah.
1: For the money, it's a really good tablet though. Oh yes, yeah, 100%. absolutely, percent really I, good. I, I, the,
0: the base iPad has always been a phenomenal part of Apple's lineup, essentially. Yeah. And last year, the big thing against it was that entry level storage was yeah. just yeah. Uh, you know, borderline offensive. Yeah. And just by solving that, it's suddenly like, yeah, fine, that's very for the price. I would really struggle to complain about this iPad. 100 percent So, you know, they didn't change a lot, but I, I can see why. They didn't really need to. Yeah. Um, bigger changes in the iPad Mini. Um, the Ooh, well, yeah. we were calling it the iPad Mini Six, but that's not actually the official name, is it? It's just yeah. iPad Mini. Yeah. Um Sixth Gen sixth gen but yeah we um, all
1: really liked this one the vibe i got from our initial like gut reactions everyone was like oh yeah that's pretty that's pretty good yeah. yeah
0: i think that was pretty i i'll admit i was writing up the right the regular ipad at the time they announced it so during sure. the live stream i couldn't really follow the mini too closely but i was checking on slack every now and then and seeing everyone go oh this looks really really nice i love <laughs> this
1: <laughs> yeah it's the ipad air design language yeah but yeah. in a mini yeah, right? like that's the vibe.
2: Yeah, so you've got an 8.3-inch so. display now without really increasing the dimensions of the uh, the iPad mini, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can't complain about that, I suppose.
0: <laughs> and you've just got a lot of those nice touches they're putting on, on the higher-end iPads. You've yep. got the Touch ID button, you've got 5G support, mm-hmm. you've got a USB-C port rather than mm-hmm. lightning. Um All of this stuff makes it look like a very... It, it doesn't feel like you're compromising much by getting the small... Small form factor, which is no. always the challenge. Yeah, um, it's,
2: it's it's got the same processor as the uh, the iPad Air, and it's basically identical to the iPad Air, just a bit smaller. So, if you like the look of the iPad Air, but you want something a little bit more portable, that is and with five G,
0: which yeah. I, yes, the Air yeah. does not have five G. No, I mean, so it's just the Mini and the Pros, the most recent Pros that have five G. Yeah, um, there is an iPad yeah, Air refresh you...
2: schedule for next year, but.
0: Yes, and I'm sure that will get 5G and then either next year or the year after regular iPad will get 5G and it'll all happen. But um, yeah, yeah, honestly, especially for this, it just makes sense. Dinky little portable iPad um, with with, with 5G connectivity with the USB-C port, so it's just a bit easier in terms of everything you've got to carry around with you, you're not carrying separate chargers, again unless you are an iPhone user, in which case you are still now carrying an extra charger. I was about to say, it was a really weird but, flex,
2: because they were like, we've moved to USB-C it's 30, 30 times faster than it's pre than the old technology I'm yes. like, so the technology that you still use you, on your iPhone, Your technology. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> That's in the iPad that you just announced before this one, and is definitely going to be in the high-end, thousand-dollar phone you're announcing in a few minutes. Yeah. It makes
1: me wonder how much redesigning they're doing of the like the motherboard, like, inside the iPad the base iPad like if they just try and touch as little as possible Mm. like just figure out how to get that new chip to work and that's kind of it
2: yeah it's just like leave it alone yeah no R&D cost Uh, there
0: (laughs) the only downside to the iPad mini I guess is Mm. understandably it's a decent chunk more expensive than it used to be it's gone up by I think 80 pounds or 100 dollars um so it's now 479 pounds 499 dollars which I don't think is unreasonable for what it is. No. But it does just slightly change the lineup a bit and it suddenly stops feeling quite so... I don't know, it's it's not an affordable option in the same way it no. used to feel like. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, it, it becomes... it. Yeah, it basically... It was the step between the iPad Air and the entry-level iPad before uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I think it costs just, yeah, slightly more than the entry-level one. Yeah. Um, but with a smaller form factor and i think there is this it's the same with the, the iphone 13 mini i think people just associate smaller form factor with less power and less capability yes. so i think that then becomes very hard to justify like a price increase like that um i mean you could see it coming yeah it, you know as you said it's literally the same thing they did with the ipad air last year the ipad air increased uh by around the same amount um yeah and i think apple thinks that people are willing to pay that extra because they like the new design language they like the touch id uh, in the power button and, and things like that um i mean i like it i think if yeah. i was going to get an ipad right now i'd probably get the ipad mini
0: hmm. i think people will buy it and, and you know the thing is we will we'll talk about this a bit when we get to xiaomi actually but um you know it is still the case that fundamentally they have no meaningful tablet competition no. um if you want a tablet about that size you've got to buy an ipad mini so <laughs> you will You will pay whatever Apple asks you to pay if you can afford to, because that's the only option. I think I was Uh, trying to
1: find competitors to mention in the piece on that like just based on size. And I think there was like the Amazon, the eight inch Amazon tab, which is like super budget, super basic performance. There was a Huawei mate phone that was around about eight inches a few years
2: ago. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) There's massive
1: ones that came out i don't know what yeah they were doing. like a couple of like basic samsung tablets like from like a year or two ago were the only ones that around eight inches and otherwise yeah. it was just nothing really so yeah again unopposed apple in the tablet yep. space pretty much uh
0: and then the final apple launch of the night i think plausibly the least exciting even after those iphones um <laughs> is the apple watch series 7 yeah. Which, again, a bit of the launch I didn't follow closely, but I haven't seen a single person excited about this update. <laughs> did you look at the Series 6
1: and go, it's just a little bit too bulbous? Basically, <laughs> all they did was they made it a yeah. bit flatter, a bit rounder. The cover glass is like... The, the screen under the glass is a bit bigger, like goes further to the edges, there's thinner bezels. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean,
0: the, the, honestly, the most exciting thing... The most, the most exciting bit of the Apple Watch launch, I think, is not what it is, but what it isn't. Which is just, it's nothing like what any of the leakers said it was going to be, <laughs> yeah. uh, and all the expectations that the tech community had about what was coming turned out to be completely wrong.
2: Yeah, and that doesn't happen very often. You know, there are there are incorrect predictions from time to time, but for multiple course, leakers yeah. across multiple months to be like, this is what's happening. You know, as it was hmm. as soon as like I think it was last week or the week before. Like Ming Chi Kuo was like, yep. It's going to be the biggest redesign that we've ever seen on the Apple Watch. So I, I really want to know what went on there because people are saying now that there was last minute manufacturing issues and they have to change yep. the design last minute, which is why it doesn't have a release date yet because they haven't been able to hit the production like they should have done in late August. Uh, yes, so it's that the is... only
0: one now that's just coming later this year, Four, basically. Yeah. Right? It's just What's it's all? just
2: sometime in autumn. They don't know when. Yeah. Um, and there isn't even pricing for most of them online yet. There's very few details about anything apart from the entry level aluminium uh body models which oh, really yeah i think okay, it's I mean, really not- telling yeah it's really telling i think i think like people are now suggesting that they they change their minds not so not maybe you know last week but at some point in the last yeah. month or two i think they've been like no we can't we're not going to make this work we need to yeah. switch to something else yeah um, probably
0: what everything that got leaked which was essentially a redesign along the lines of the recent iphone change kind of yep. flat sides more corners less rounded all of that I guess that's the series eight now, you know, yeah, it probably was be. meant to be the series seven yeah. and presumably we will see it a year from now. But, um, yeah, this, this does not feel like an exciting Apple watch update. And again, you've got to be forgiving of slow years cause they're going to happen. But oh, yeah. um,
2: It's still going to yeah, be the best, you know, one of the best smartwatches that you can get, you know, when yes, it is released. True.
1: So
0: yeah can faster charging. You can type on a full size keyboard now or swipe type, I guess on a full size yeah. keyboard, yeah, yeah. which I've seen a little bit of controversy over because there's a, um, a, a guy who had invented a mm-hmm. keyboard app for the Apple watch, um, that he claims has been ripped off here. Yep. Probably. Uh, called flick type, I want yeah. to say. Um, and he was already in a lawsuit with Apple over mm-hmm. this. He has already sued them before this. Um, because they basically jerked him around over listing in the app store. And then at one point they basically just delisted it from the app store and said, no, you can't make an Apple watch keyboard. We don't allow them. He sued them basically saying you do here are like five other Apple watch keyboards that Mm -hmm. are in the app store. But the only reason you've said I can't sell mine is because it's an Apple watch keyboard. And then lo and behold, they have announced a keyboard redesign that is very similar to the way his keyboard worked. Yeah. Um, so I haven't looked at it closely enough to assess it myself on, on, on how, how justifiable his uh, his unhappiness is. Mm. But there may be some more legal wranglings for Apple ahead over that.
2: It's not really good with their anti-competition stuff, is it? <laughs> it's not a good No,
0: one. Oh, and the other, the other wrinkle to this is that he had been in talks with Apple about them buying his, his company oh. and his software. Uh, and then that fell through. And Ooh. then now they've released their own version, which is on okay, surface, Yeah. No, that, pretty no, close.
2: That doesn't sound good. <laughs>
0: it doesn't look good for Apple, but um, we'll we'll see. Uh, so yeah, I think we have to say that was a flat Apple launch. I think the Mini Six has excited a lot of people. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything else has. Uh, it is a weird Apple event where the most exciting thing is the is the iPad Mini. Um, But, you know, they've done good stuff with the iPad mini. And even there, the funny thing is, even though, as Lewis said, what they've done is, all that stuff, what they did to the Air last year, now we've done that to another tablet. It's not like there's anything brand new in the mini. They've just, you know, taken what they did before and made it smaller. And great, cool, that makes sense. But there was no... Nothing this week that made us go, oh my god, Apple's done this thing. No one no. else has done that. Um, you know, I don't think
2: they've had that for quite a while. You know, I remember back in the day, every, you know, every couple of yeah. years it'd be like, wow, how have they done? You know, with, with the introduction of Face ID, like, people were like, okay, this is actually pretty impressive. But I, I don't think they've had a Face ID moment since then. Nothing is groundbreaking no. or exciting in that way. I don't think
0: it definitely puts the pressure on them for next year, of course, because if if you're gonna have a slow year, you've got to follow it up <laughs> with a fast year. You know, the the iPhone 14 and the Apple Watch 8 and everything, they do need to be exciting because I think people are going to be unhappy. And, and, and all the leaks point to saying that will be the case, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, in the meantime, we're also expecting another Mac event because there were no Macs. And for a long time, we've been expecting, at the very least, some new MacBook Pros with the M1X chip, probably. Uh, and AirPods 3 because uh, they were also that was the big one we were really confident was going to get announced this week and Mm. just wasn't and we were a bit everyone was a bit surprised there were no AirPods so expect another Apple event in uh, in the next few weeks probably sometime in October that will be mostly Mac based and they'll hype up their own Silicon again and I'm sure bring some devs on to talk about how great Apple is and how how fast the Macs are. Are you writing um, this event? I say cynically, but they are they are very good. I mean, to be fair, I, I can't really come. I can't criticize them too much on that. The Apple Silicon has been it is, impressive. Yeah. I say it as someone who was very skeptical going into it, but, you know, they proved me wrong. Uh, let's turn to Xiaomi. And I think we're going to end up touching back on a few of the Apple bits through this. But, uh, yeah, Xiaomi also held a launch event this week, which... I would love to have been in the room where someone decided to hold a launch event the day after Apple, (laughs) or at least plausibly around the time they expected Apple to hold their launch event. Because I don't really know what they were going for here. It cannot have helped them in terms of getting coverage and getting attention, but they did. (laughs) Uh, They uh, announced a few things. The headline was the Xiaomi 11T and 11T Pro phones. Uh, We also got the, let me get this right. Xiaomi 11 Lite 5G NE, Ooh, yes, correct. Which is not an eleven. I, I do want to talk about this because we moan about phonemes a lot. This is one of the worst in living. So they memory. ditched the me and no, then no. just made Firstly, it more complicated
1: at the other
2: end. <laughs> because, yes, yeah.
0: yeah. They trimmed the me out. Great, two letters gone. Love it. More efficient, but it's confusing because it's an eleven, not an eleven T. Even though they launched it alongside the eleven Ts, why not launch this as the eleven T Lite? I thought it was the 11T light. I started writing an article <laughs> about the 11T light. And then I just spotted in the press release wait, there's no T there. And the checkback was like, oh my god, this isn't an 11T light? What are they doing? No, I just assumed totally. it was because it was the only thing that made sense. Um, no, so this is actually a new version of the uh, the Mi 11 light. Um, which any came out, out earlier this for the new
1: edition, is that what that is? Exactly. Of new it edition. Is.
0: Uh, Come on now! It is, it's is—it's such a trite name that actually at the event I was talking to a Xiaomi uh, exec and he mistakenly called it the fan edition <laughs> which is what Samsung calls its phones, the FE like, that shows you how, how lazy this, wow. this is as a naming convention wow. uh, I don't want to dwell on this phone too long because it is actually also an incredibly boring device in that it is <laughs> the Mi 11 Lite 5G all they've done is change the chipset They've actually downgraded the chipset from the Snapdragon 780G to the 778G, and then they've changed the colorways a little bit. They brought in some of the colors that were on the 4G model to the 5G, and introduced a new white one. Uh, I don't want to sound too harsh on Xiaomi. this is almost certainly just chipset shortage stuff. They probably ran out of 780s, and were like, we can do 778s, fine, but we can't just ship put them in the same phone, so now we've got to do the new edition, and... They don't want to highlight that it's slower than last the existing one, so they just throw out some new colors instead. Um, what did bother me is they spent about twenty minutes of the presentation going through this phone when there is <laughs> nothing new in it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, the foundation is solid. Like, I reviewed the 5G, the Mi 11 yeah. Lite 5G. It's a really good phone. Like, for the money, it's, it's uh, a bit pricey, but you're paying for the super slim design, and that yeah. re- is retained here because it's basically and, identical.
0: And this is a little bit cheaper. Not a lot, it's but a it's sort cheaper. of... This is €20, €30 Euros cheaper, uh, I think, than the original Light 5G, which makes sense given that the chipset downgrade. But, yeah, I I mean, I, seeing it at the event, I hadn't actually seen the Light 5G in mm. person before. It's lovely, hardware wise. The design is really lovely. It's still really, really thin six point eight millimeters. Really lightweight, one like hundred and fifty something grams. Um, I like the colors. I like the matte finish. It, it's a lovely, like, budget to mid range phone.
1: I don't think there's a yellow version this time. Whereas the first five G came with yellow, which was like their signature key color, and that kind of is yeah, because th- it looked really nice in yellow. I think it's now
0: white, black, blue, and pink. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Not as cool. That's what I remember. The blue is quite nice, but it's a pretty standard mm. blue. There's a lot of them. Um, I'm sure the pink will be popular. I've already seen some people who are, who are big fans of the pink and we got a pink iPhone as well this yeah. week, so um, That's the pink thing. phones are in, uh, which is a shame only because it probably is purple phones are out. And I'm deeply sad about that because <laughs> I love my purple phones. Well,
1: that was a spring color for the iPhone, wasn't it? It came it did, later
0: Yeah. Yes. the 12 series. Hoping, so they might still that. bust out might a purple still get one, one A, purple, a purple the 13s 13. later in, the year, in
1: 2022.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, the, the main phones with the 11T and the 11T Pro, these are funny ones because they're the T-Series is kind of like these cheaper remixes of the existing flagships. So even the 11T Pro is actually cheaper than the standard Mi 11. Oh, right. Even though it's got Pro in the name. Like, it's still a, a less flagship-y phone than, than the Mi 11 is. So bear that in mind, kind of um, going through it. It definitely feels that way seeing them in person they are thicker bulkier heavier devices than the mi 11 i had my mi 11 with me to compare and kind of hold them side by side it was like okay the mi 11 feels way more premium it feels way more polished um it feels like a flagship these feel like at best mid-range devices i honestly i didn't love the look or feel of these they felt kind of budget to me right. um what is impressive though is the specs the regular 11T uses a Dimensity 1200. It's another custom version. It's the 1200 Ultra. I don't really know but what a makes different it Ultra. custom
1: version to the other custom version we've seen.
0: Yes, Is because right? basically, MediaTek are letting every brand make slightly <laughs> customised oh, versions exactly. of the chip. I mean, there's probably nothing changing at all. But you know, Surely like not. the Vivo X70 series uses a MediaTek Dimensity 1200 Vivo, and. <laughs> oh. Uh, The Nord 2 had a custom... I can't remember what they named theirs. Was it like AI? Yes, the 1200 AI, thank you. This is yeah, the 1200 Ultra. (laughs) It's a Dimensity 1200. It's fine. It's a flagship, but it's not as good as the 888 that's in the Mi 11. Uh, But the 11T Pro does have the 888. Not the plus version, but just the standard 888. Um, They have, on paper, the same camera setup, basically... As the Mi 11. They have a 108 megapixel main, then a wide angle, and then the uh, 5 megapixel tele macro. But the tele macro I think is the same. The wide angle is definitely a different one. It's a lower megapixel count than the one on the Mi 11. The 108 megapixel lens, it's got a slightly different aperture and some other bits. They're not actually talking about what um, sensor they've used. I Maybe that information is out there somewhere now, but during the launch event they certainly didn't. I would money it is not the same 108 right. meg sensor that's in the mi 11 um i haven't had chance to test camera performance yet so i don't want to say it with confidence but i do suspect this is not the exact same camera as the mi 11 but it should still be very good um the big thing is charging where again things are kind of up and down here because these are sort of you know remixes i think is the best way to think about them um big batteries these both have 5000 milliamp hour batteries which is great um they've don't have wireless charging, which you do get in the Mi 11. So wireless charging is out, but they have faster wired charging. The 11T is 67 Watts and the headline thing here really is the 11T Pro, which goes up to 120 yeah. Watts, That's cool. which is very fast. They say that's a full charge in 17 minutes. Um, no. we have seen 120 Watts before, but only on gaming phones, not many of them that have come to the West. So a big mainstream device getting a broad Western release, with 120 watt yeah. charging i think that's that's essentially a first and it's uh, with all those combined with a
2: 5000 milliamp battery i think as well isn't it so that's pretty impressive for the capacity
0: yes. and they really made a point of that because they said what you tend to find with the fast charging phones is that they have smaller yeah. batteries because mm. the charging stuff takes up space you also have to put in like extra cooling so you know the pro model has vapor chamber cooling that the regular one doesn't to, to handle that charging and generally speaking people then do smaller batteries to compensate they have made a point of sticking to 5,000 mAh. Like I said, the phone feels thick and Mm. bulky, and that is just what you get. If you want the extra charging tech and you want the cooling, and you still want to have a 5,000 mAh battery, you're going to get a big phone. Um, One thing that helps is these are actually a slightly smaller display. They're 6.67-inch rather than the 6.81 of the Mi 11, which is a change I like. I think Mm 6.81 is... It's yeah. too big, to be honest. Um, Especially they're for a like, 100... main flagship, like your like, middle exactly. ground vanilla flagship. If you want like a plus big. model, fine, yeah. but for a standard thing. Um, still 120Hz AMOLED, and other specs across the board generally, you know, the kind of stuff you'd expect. Um, but other little niceties, like, I don't know, the, the, the screen is flat, whereas it was curved on the on the Mi 11 and in fact the Mi 11 has this really nice quad curve where the top and bottom are curved as well which sounds daft but when you use it you realize that it actually is is very nice while like, I do that as well especially the bottom edge of the screen for flicking up yeah, yeah I thought yeah. I recognized
2: that yeah. from somewhere but
0: while I did like a quad curved like waterfall one where it was right, very okay. curvy yeah this is like almost like a micro curve it's just curved enough that when you're flicking up from the bottom of the screen, Ooh. you're just not nice, hitting a yeah. straight edge. That's kind of all it means. Nice. It doesn't look curved. It just makes it a little more comfortable to use. So I will miss that. Um, so, yeah, these are cheaper phones. I mean, the, the base model, the 11T, I think starts from 500. Um, and the, the 11T Pro is 650, I think, in Euros. So these are cheaper than the 800 Euro Mi 11. Um, but it does show. When using them i think that's just the big caveat i'd have i think these are impressive phones for the price yeah. but they're they're for people who care about specs and performance and charging more than maybe how their phone yeah. looks and feels the practical um, yeah.
1: phones for practical
0: people function exactly. over form. <laughs> so you know where you are on that spectrum <laughs> um but that's where they lie and i think that's why then they had this 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 11 light 5g ne launching on side because it's actually a similar-ish price the, the light is a little bit cheaper but it's the flip side of that it's a stylish phone it looks yeah. really nice it feels really nice but it cannot compete with the 11ts on performance yeah. and they just represent the two sides of that um, which is interesting more exciting is actually the tablet the the xiaomi pad 5 which uh, and uh was launched in china a month ago something like that a yeah, few about weeks that yeah um there it came with some pro-, a pro model as well i think there were even two pro models or something
1: there was there was the regular pro and then there was 5g on the pro as well so you get a Wi well ah, that's or a 5G, 5g version yep. and there uh, was a slight tweak between those two variants as well not just 5g but fine. it was minor i think we, we
0: just be. have the one there's a xiaomi pad 5 coming yep. globally i know no evidence of of any pro model on the way so i don't think you should expect it um but it looks great. Uh, the UK pricing is it, right? it's 350 pounds, 350 euros, even cheaper in early birds. So this is standard iPad pricing. Oh, nice. entry yeah. level iPad. Um, I, yeah, I, I, again, saw this in person at the launch. This is comfortably my favorite thing they announced this week. And in fact, I would say it's my favorite thing. Either company announced Ooh, this week, wow. I think for the price and for what you're getting, this looks really, really lovely. Um, it's a little bigger than the standard iPad because yes, it's an standard. 11 inch display, yeah. yeah, rather than 10.2 on the standard iPad. Um, I think the bezels are probably a touch thinner. Yeah. So I think overall they're a similar size. Okay. This is probably a little bigger, but they are similar. Um, but you are getting a bigger display. It is a 120 hertz display. It's also 2.5K. Um, the downside is it's LCD, but. So is the iPad that's definitely not AMOLED at that no. price. So 120 hertz LCD, 2.5K, um, looked lovely. I really liked it. Um, they have got the you know it, they got the Apple redesign early on on the Xiaomi Pad. Yeah, 5. It did, it's yeah. got those those straight edges yeah. uh, uh, and you know there's sort of uh, straight straight Weird lines cousin. and angles all around. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's lovely and it it, it actually. The design language of it is very similar to the mi 11 light it feels a lot like that right. straight edged but um still slim it's actually it's 6.85 millimeters so it is 0.04 millimeters thicker than the <laughs> uh, the phone but still you know incredibly thin 511 grams again a little bit heavier than the standard ipad but in the same ballpark um snapdragon 860 so that's you know Older flagship essentially, it's you know one of the ones that Qualcomm re released, so it's a little mm. bit funny, but it uh, still should be very fast.
1: Do that, they don't go for the latest and greatest Qualcomm chip when they're putting yeah. them in, with the
0: exception of Samsung. Mm. Um, and this one, you know, they're not bothering with a 5G model or anything like that for this, so it makes sense that they wouldn't spring for, for a later one that would, that would bring in that networking support. Uh, 33 watt fast charging, big battery, um, yeah, i generally Styler just support. Yep. Yes, there is a stylus. Uh, sort of I do different. not know the pricing on the stylus. They didn't mm-hmm. tell me how much it was going to cost, and it, I don't think it's going to be bundled in. Um, but yes, there is a, a Xiaomi Smart Pen stylus that will that will be available. Um, and yeah, just I I picked this up and I thought this is a lovely tablet. And if you told me it was a 200 pounds more than it was, I would have believed you. Wow. That's um, promising. So for for the price, I you know this is that rare thing where I'd look at it and say, yeah, if you were at that price i would urge people to at least look mm-hmm. at this over the base ipad and it's been a long time since i could say that of any android yeah. tablet that it's a meaningful rival to the entry-level ipad which otherwise just dominates that space um the big caveat obviously is android. I, was good about, I was about to say android a- <laughs> is still kind of rubbish on tablets um this is running Mi UI, Xiaomi software. I've never loved Mi UI on phones. I've definitely talked about this on the pod before. they, they have a Mi UI, you know, a tablet optimized version. I didn't get enough time to play around with it to get a sense of whether they've done enough to kind of compensate for, for Android's own deficiencies in the tablet space. Uh, my my hesitant prediction is that iPad OS will still be the better software yeah. and that will be the weak spot yeah. here. But, but-
1: all I know from what I saw from the Chinese launch is that Mi Wi Four Pad, as they're calling it, uh, the multitasking interface looks like it was a it's like a dead ringer for how iPad OS has done it. Like, yeah, they definitely copied someone's homework there without a well, question.
0: And, and that's what we saw on um, the Harmony OS when you know sure. with the Mate Pads this year. I really liked using those Mate Pads because of soft, you know, the obvious software problems aside, I actually felt like Huawei well, we had done a very good job of figuring out how to optimize android slash harmony for a tablet um but it was because they took a lot of cues from what <laughs> apple was doing in ipad os you could you know to be blunt but the results were, were great i obviously other problems with that software that are out of huawei's yep. control but the actual way they built it for a tablet i use it and was like oh this is great this is what i want a, a, a tablet a tablet to be like um i'm hoping that will be the experience here as well i just need more time to play around with one and uh and try the stylus out they didn't have any any styli for me to Mm. have a go on
1: they also don't look like they brought the keyboard over from china because there's a keyboard cover in china you can get which fits on all three versions of the chinese one because they're the same size which doesn't appear to have been mentioned at this global launch
0: i don't remember seeing any mention of the keyboard cover in in anything in any of the imagery
1: and there's no green option there was a green tablet in china I think no. green has significance in China, but here it's just black and white options or like silver. Black and, and, and white, and I think. Because that green one looks so nice. Fact? It it's looks really seven. nice, yeah. Uh, is it, it? What's the back material? Is it uh, plastic, glass or metal? Could you tell? Or is it like I, uh, polycarbonate or something?
0: I'm not actually sure. And I'm hesitant Fiberglass. to guess because I'm Fiber. sure I will guess wrong. I will yeah. say it felt... it. I don't think it was plastic. And if it was plastic, it was plastic that felt very premium. Yeah. You, know, you definitely picked it up and thought, oh, yeah, this feels slick. Um, yeah in contrast actually to the 11t which i picked up and i'm not sure if that's pl- plastic or glass but it felt like plastic. Right, right. Um that felt, you know, kind of cheap whereas this you picked up and felt like ooh, fancy. So, a like.
1: compelling android tablet from a surprising place. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, you know, if you put this up against the base iPad on a hardware perspective, this will beat it spec for spec fundamentally, mm. sometimes quite significantly. Um, that has, you know, I, hardly a first for an Android and a, an Apple product side by side to, you know, for the Android to win on hardware mm-hmm. at the same price point. But for it to happen in the tablet space, it's cool. And and we're, we've spoken before, tablets seem to be coming back. Realme has the Realme pad. There's rumors that Nokia and Oppo have tablets on the way. Um, obviously, Huawei's still making them. Samsung's still making them. Uh, I think it looks like Honor might be doing its first post-Huawei tablets as well. So... It does feel like tablets are a thing again, and if this is what we can expect from an Android tablet going forward, I'm very happy. For sure. So that's kind of why I'm excited about this launch, I think, because in and of itself, I kind of want one of these, but also it just bodes well for what what we have to look forward to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
2: So just looking at the chat quickly, um, Alex has asked, what does the T mean? What does the T stand for in these phones and stuff like that? Because OnePlus does it as well. Um, so what is the T? Yep. Spill no the T. Come on, Dom. No one, ever, I mean,
1: no one ever says. OnePlus is like nothing. It's like they've said it's, it doesn't mean anything, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. It's just their marking. So I would assume the same here, unless there's a Chinese word that maybe it references.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. that's what Alex sort of asked in the comment. Is, is it in something to do with, you know, is it oh, a right. Chinese specific yeah. thing? Because OnePlus does it too. I don't know. I honestly suspect maybe whichever company did it first, yeah, did it, and then other people did it because T's somehow came to mean faster. I think it just, upgrades. for me,
2: I, I read it as turbo. Like, it's just a faster version of the thing.
0: Nice. <laughs> it's the 11 turbo. <laughs> but it's kind of in the same way when Apple did the S yeah. for its iPhones. Even then, it was kind of cagey on what the S meant. It was just like, I don't know, it's a he just threw a letter on or like the 9r Oh uh, uh, yeah the, sorry, yeah. the 10r the xr you know mm. like means nothing they and it was really a lowercase r, r. What the r was it that was, was just, what really annoyed me as well it was yeah.
2: capital x lowercase r why <laughs> why <laughs>
0: anyway yeah but It's just something to mark it's the same as that one but it's not the yeah. same as that one I, mean,
1: I wonder whether it was just the apple was already using s and what comes after s <laughs> 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 yeah honestly that that's as know.
0: likely a reason as anything <laughs> else uh, that is obviously the level these companies operate on sometimes, 100%. and they are, they don't explain this stuff. The, the the NE being new edition, I don't think Xiaomi said that during the presentation. It was only in talking to a, someone you know on the Xiaomi team afterwards that someone said it was new edition, and then like I said, someone else called them the fan mm-hmm. edition. So even they seems confused. But I don't think even during its stream, Xiaomi actually said it was the new edition. Though maybe I missed it. Um, but all of this stuff, they just it's just names. It's just stuff they can throw out. Same with the galaxy and the fan edition yeah. really it was just i don't know someone decided fe kind of worked you know
1: kind of overlapping between this and going back to apple that when are we going to get an se sequel do we think if we're if at all uh, or do you think uh, the next one will look more like so an iphone 10
0: someone did uh some site did spot that they have taken the 256 gig se off sale mm. interesting um, it was, well, you know, with the store update for the new line, which you know was kind of speculated of. Okay, so maybe they're beginning to wind down their manufacturing and and their stock of the SE. Um, it was a it was a spring update yeah. last year. So right? it was March-ish. Yeah, It was around March last
2: year. But there was also, if we cast our minds back to the beginning of the pandemic in March last year. Ugh. Um, no, there was rumours mm. of an iPhone SE+, Plus, which I think people got confused mm. with, and this is the next-gen SE. So they're saying a bigger display kind of form yeah. factor similar to the iPhone X, that kind of thing. Um, but crucially, yeah. in-display fingerprint. Well, some kind of in-display fingerprint scan or something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the room, I I don't believe it because why would they put it on their budget one before they put it on their flagship? No. Uh, the in-power
0: in, in power if, button. If they release an, an, an SE... <laughs> In the, the the iPhone 10 form factor with Touch ID, it's like bam, that's the best yeah, iPhone. I want it. I don't care what the cameras are in the other ones. That's the best <laughs> iPhone. Buy that one. So yeah, I think that's and that's rumored to be
2: coming. Uh, yeah, around March. Well, when when they first kind of talked about this, they said it was going to be uh, first half of 2022. So that does align with kind of a rough SE release date. So yeah, I think that'll probably be the next yeah. gen one. We're going to get a, a bigger form, a slightly bigger form factor, but on a budget.
0: mm Hmm. Which makes sense. Uh, Let's move on to our last story of the day, um, because we've been going for a while. It's already an hour and ten we are in. But we still want to talk about the Ray-Ban stories. Uh, These are new smart glasses uh, in this sort of strange little burgeoning market um, that are a collaboration between Ray-Ban or rather parent company Luxotica. I think they are but Ray-Ban and Facebook. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about the Facebook element of this as we go on. But before that, uh, Lewis, if anyone's watching on YouTube, you will now see Lewis Terminator style <laughs> strapping himself into these sunglasses. <laughs> uh, what do they do? What's what's the smart hook so here? It's,
2: I'm going to first off say it's nothing new. Uh, so what, what they've done mm. is take technologies that are already around and they've combined them. So we started off didn't we, with the Snapchat spectacles back in the day, I think. Alex, yeah, there we go. Look at that. Right on oh, cue. there we go. So, yeah, that's the, that was kind of the first. Uh, it.
0: If, if, if anyone is listening to the audio version didn't see that, Alex just held up a pair of original Snapchat spectacles. <laughs> the ugliest sunglasses you've oh, yeah. ever seen in they your life. They are so bad. <laughs> I
1: look like Mickey Mouse or something. I don't know what It's very <laughs> so, strange. Yeah, I mean, as you can see. <laughs> I bought <they> look, <laughs> What?
2: Yeah, he went to the vending machine. Went to the vending machine. Why? I'm excited. (laughs) To be fair, I went to the vending machine also, so...
1: Yes, thank you, Lewis, (laughs) yes. And that's why he's not the Wayfarers. This is why I'm the guy (laughs) that I am now. Um, Yeah. I mean, at least out the gate, this shows that... The design aspect has yeah. come a long way, and also when you get a company that's known for designing sunglasses rather than a company that's a tech company first and foremost. Yeah, the results... The, even the more themselves. updated. Spec- I mean, these
0: basically look like
1: Ray-Ban. Yeah, Wayfarers, this is the thing. They've right. got. Yeah, let me just so pop these off
2: real quick. So yeah, these are the way the, These are the Wayfarer design. You've got you've got the little Ray-Ban kind of marking on the screen, on the uh, lenses there. Yeah, uh, you've got the signature on the sides as well. So, yeah, you know, by all intents and purposes, these are Ray-Bans. They've just got thicker arms than what you're, usual, what you, what you're used yeah, to. They're yeah,
0: they're a bit chunkier. But, but... When,
2: you, when they've got them on, you don't... there's
0: other styles as well, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, there's uh, a few... I think there's four styles overall. There's Meteor... Okay. Um... And I can't remember the rest, but yeah, they all look, they all look vaguely yeah. similar.
1: <laughs> Meteor, Meteor and,
2: and others. others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of, one of them slightly more circular. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've got four designs to choose from, multiple colors. It is obviously a fashion focused, smart spec experience. Um, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, like I said, when I've got them on, they feel like regular sunglasses. Like I don't have the extra added weight or anything like that. I don't feel um, uncomfortable in any way, which I was kind of worried about beforehand. <clears throat> So, what these are, they've got dual five megapixel cameras on both sides. And this is kind of one of the issues, is because you can't really see them. Like, if I kind of angle it so you've got mm. the reflection, you might be able just to see the little circles there. But unlike the Snapchat spectacles, they are, they kind of disappear into the frame. Um, <clears throat> obviously, that makes them look.
0: Which, which on one level, yeah. makes sense because they yeah, look like. It's part of why these look like real sunglasses and they look attractive. Yeah. But, but it
2: also means that not everyone's going to be aware that you're wearing smart glasses, and when you can record videos and take photos, the, the red flags come along.
0: So, <clears throat> And we've got to also you know, say it's when you can record videos and take photos, and those are going to Facebook servers. That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of concerns people a little bit more yeah. as well, I think it's yeah. fair to say.
2: Um, so, yeah, so the way these work... Uh, Primarily, you have a button on one of the stems. I think you can see it right there. Uh, That is you. So oddly enough, uh, you might expect to press the button to take a photo and hold to do a video. But it's the other way around, Mm -hmm. which really threw me. So you press the button to start a video and you Uh hold it for a second or so to take a photo. Uh I think that's to avoid you doing the creep shots uh, while you're taking a photo. You can't just go, bam. You have to be pretty obvious and hold it for a second or so for you to take a photo. Okay, Um, yeah. And then when you take the photos and videos, I'll just do this. I'll start recording a video. You will see a little light just in the corner next to the lens. That is the only thing that indicates that I'm recording right now. Um, I mean, compared to the Snapchat Spectacles, Alex, if you want to start recording, because they have, they have like an actual light ring that spins around them. So yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. I would prefer, as someone that's wearing these right now, I would prefer that people were way more aware that I'm recording so that you don't get that kind of, oh, is he, isn't he? That's a little bit creepy.
1: Because of the glossy frames as well on those Wayfarers, like that white light could just be a yeah, point of light. Exactly, yeah. The I mean, I looked
2: at them in direct it's sunlight so earlier luxurious. and I could barely see it. Like it isn't, yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: And apparently people are
2: taping them up. Also why? Taping up, the, c- covering the, no. the LED.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing. You can cover the yeah. LED and then, whereas again, the Snapchat design means you couldn't cover all those lights without blocking yeah, exactly. the lens. But yeah. You can just cover this LED up and then then that's it. Um, apparently Facebook have pointed out this is like against the terms is, of use yeah. or something <laughs> uh, And they, they're actually interesting like, Okay fine how's that going to stop when anyone When you first
2: uh, download the Facebook view app and you set up the glasses It gives you kind of like a an etiquette lesson on smart glasses They're like show everyone the glasses Tell them what the LED means Make sure they're aware of when it's recording uh, They're like be a good person Don't and, be a creep essentially And this,
0: as you're walking down the street doing a vlog, that's definitely what everyone's going to do. Keep interrupting like guys, my video to guys. tell every passerby that <laughs> I'm recording.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. not going to happen. Um, I mean, yeah. So you got you got stereo. We got dual five megapixel cameras. Uh, they can do video. They can do photos. Five megapixel photos, square videos. Not uh, yeah. I mean, mm. but that's that's not really anything different. I think that was the same thing on the spectacles as well. You can actually, interestingly, because I had a little play around with this earlier on the Facebook View app. Uh, you can edit them together. You create this little montage like on the, the GoPro Quick app. It just kind of automatically brings all your, your bits together and cuts them together, puts them to music, makes them look cool. And during that, you can actually switch to a portrait layout. It crops the sides and just it gives you a low-res version that's better for kind of Instagram and, and stuff like that. So they have thought about that. I'll give them that.
0: Mm. Um, the quality of the cam? Chem- the quality of it? it, it that's, I, I was yeah. impressed from what I saw from from yeah. last night from when you were trying yeah, it out. Uh, it's, even in the evening, we were in a very dark environment and you were testing it out, yeah, that really yeah. and the shots were pretty decent.
2: I'm pleasantly surprised by the performance of it. Uh You know, like you were saying, in the low light it, it performs fairly well. Uh Kind of, you know, zooming in and stuff, you get to see the uh, softness um and the noise cancellation and stuff like that, but, you know, that's to be expected. These are still, you know, effectively first-gen smart glasses. There's still going to be some caveats to it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but in bright daylight, kind of, I went out at lunchtime with my dog on a dog walk, all the glasses, recorded some bits, and those look great like I, I have nothing i have no complaints about any of the photos or the videos that i took in bright sunlight and the stabilization is so much better than i thought it was going to be for these
1: that was the thing i think we yeah. spotted yesterday when you showed us on the app i was like yeah oh, yeah because okay. i should yeah because i had a clip like, where i was literally yeah. walking
2: up the stairs at oxford street and I look i was kind of gliding up the stairs and i was just like okay and that is pretty mm-hmm. impressive for something this small um so that's the video so, so i should probably mention actually uh you have the facebook view app on your phone and that is where all these photos get Uh, get saved by default uh, it connects by wi-fi direct when you transfer them uh, because it's a lot quicker than than bluetooth and stuff like that and the process but i mean it it is still a little bit long depending on how much you've got to transfer i think i took about i think it was like a mix of 16 photos and 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 videos um, and that took a few minutes to transfer them all over so it's not the most instantaneous thing if you're hoping to quickly shoot something and put it on social media straight away there is still a little bit of a process but it is what it is Um, So yeah, so photo and video is kind of only one half of this. I kind of mentioned that it's nothing new, but it's a combination of old technologies. So basically, I see these as a blend between spectacles and the Bose frames, because they also have audio built into these. Uh, The big difference is it's not bone conduction uh, technology, which I think it would have probably been the better move here, because... uh, What Facebook has done is two little speakers on the arms right by your ears so that they'll play music into your ears. I mean, it sounds good. Like, you know, I wouldn't replace them with my AirPods or anything like that. You know, you don't get the bass or anything like that that you would with a standard set of headphones. But if you're just kind of going along the street, you're getting like yesterday when I was coming to the event to meet you guys, I had Apple Maps going uh, and I didn't have my headphones in. I just had my glasses on and it was just, you know, it was telling me the, the directions as I was walking along. And that was something I hadn't really experienced before. That was quite nice. And also with the bluetooth functionality and stuff like that and the speakers you can play music yeah music doesn't sound great but you can take calls which is quite handy you do look a little bit mm. crazy talking to yourself with her sunglasses as you're walking along with no headphones in or nothing but the call quality is surprisingly good um the noise cancellation could be a little bit better apparently of what i'm hearing from what people are telling me obviously i can't tell right now <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah so i'd kind of i'd from what I'm hearing so far, I give it about six or seven out of 10 on the calls. I, I like it because yeah, it's, it's much more hands-free than uh, a pair of headphones are. And it also means that you still surroundings, which I think is, I didn't really consider that beforehand. Um, but like today when I was out walking my dog, I don't wear headphones when I'm walking my dog. Cause I like to hear what's going on around me. If there's other dogs around or anything like that. But with these, mm. I could walk along Listen, I was listening to my music as I was walking the dog and I'm still picking up everything around me. And I was like, okay, this, this works.
1: I like it. Uh, What's the sound
2: leakage? Yeah, that's that's the problem with having actual speakers rather than the bone conduction stuff yeah. because at low levels, it's not that noticeable. But as soon as you start cranking out to anything, you know, past the halfway point, you, people around you will hear it. Mm. Um... But right. I mean, yeah, I I think if you want to go for actual music, you know, if, if that is going to be the main thing you want to use them for, go for the Bose frames, because the bone conduction tech is apparently a lot better than it is here. I haven't used both. Let me just say that. But someone has, I have been told yeah. <laughs> that the frames, uh, that the Bose ones I've, sound a lot better.
0: I've used the frames. I've, I haven't i have used these ones, obviously. But, um, I only use the frames for a little bit, you know, for sort of five minutes yeah. for a demo. But they really impressed okay. me with how how good they sounded. It's yeah. Still, I personally wouldn't replace headphones yeah. with them. But... I was very like, okay, no, these sound, these sound good. And I didn't think they would. Interestingly. Um, It it doesn't sound like these are in the same space. They haven't
1: quite reached it. kind of oddball one is the Fauna. I tried those out. Yeah. Not good. No. They're not good. Sad. No. Miss.
0: Uh, I think we do need to talk about the Facebook thing because this has been a big part of the, it's maybe too strong a term, but backlash against these since they've been announced. A lot of people have been very hesitant about the idea of, as we've already said, people walking down the street with Facebook-made devices that um, can be used for covert recording. The thing I want to say here is it's just so weird because the whole thing is so avoidable on every (laughs) level because it's just a PR question. It's a branding question. It's a kind of, you know, what is the awareness of people? And the funny thing here is, officially, these are just called the Ray-Ban stories. They're not the Facebook Ray-Ban stories. They're the Ray-Ban stories. If you look on them, it does not say Facebook, anywhere but it does have Facebook Assistant no.
2: built in. So you have to say, "Hey Facebook, take a photo," and it will.
0: Which no one will, but that's take fine. a photo. There we go. <laughs> but why? But Facebook was all over the the. You know, Facebook's name was all over the the press release, the announcement, the event. It is all on the box, stuff.
2: on the actual packaging. It is. It's it's not on the Ray-Ban's okay. case. It's not on the glasses. But there is one Facebook logo on the box to fine. let them know that there is something it, there.
1: <laughs> I mean, what it, it's an I admission... Find... In and, in, in and of itself, right? Like just the absence of Facebook on yeah. so that's it, many but places. They
0: clearly know. They're hiding, they're not hiding the Facebook logo, but they're, they're resisting the urge to put Facebook over it because they know that's not appealing. Yeah. But they own a brand devoted to AR and VR, and its <laughs> name is linked to eyes. <laughs> hmm. Why are these not the Why? Oculus Ray-Ban stories? Because suddenly you get to simultaneously mainstream the Oculus brand a little bit more, diversify a little bit, which opens it up for when they inevitably want to do more AR stuff on the Oculus rather than just like VR headsets. And yes, people in the tech industry know that Oculus is owned by Facebook. You know what? Most people probably don't. So it gets you around that ickiness where the average person is aware that Facebook is a bit icky on privacy. They are not aware that Oculus by extension is as well. So when they see Oculus Ray-Bans, it it doesn't carry any factor for the average consumer. They do try
2: and combat this on on the uh, Facebook view app. I mean, that's the other thing. It's the Facebook view app. It's not the Ray-Ban stories app or anything like that. You're Mm. immediately aware that this is Facebook. But the first thing that you see when you open this app is your memories, your data. It's literally a screenshot that says, here's yeah, okay. exactly oh, wow. what you can expect. So let me just read this out so we're all clear that, that what is going on. So Facebook only collects the data required to make sure that your glasses and app are working properly. You can choose to share additional data to improve product experience and you can change your data preferences at any time in the settings. So I don't know if the, the photos are getting uploaded to Facebook servers. It makes it sound like they're right. staying locally on your phone. Um, Mm. But I mean, how do we, how do we know for sure? <laughs> I mean, this is the problem, isn't it, with, mm. with people with Facebook, because of the the Cambridge Analytica stuff? Like, you you don't trust them, even if they say it. Like,
0: exactly, it's just a brand thing. It's not, you know, I'm not saying here these products are terrible for privacy because I don't know, but they are going to be perceived to be yeah. terrible for privacy. They already are perceived to be terrible yeah. for privacy, and that's definitely going to hurt them. And you just look and say, but you could have avoided it by using a different brand. And I guess it's because Facebook is obviously trying to rehabilitate its brand, you know, especially in the hardware space. It's still leaning into these, you know, Facebook portal devices that it launched a year or Mm -hmm. two ago. Um, And it is consciously trying to do Facebook hardware and and still they're refusing to give up on Facebook as a brand, essentially. (laughs) And I get it because it's it's so huge. I understand why you wouldn't want to, you know, completely abandon it. But you have to look at the products they're using to rehabilitate the brand and say, why? If your aim is to reassure people that, like, you know, build up Facebook as a trustworthy brand, that, you know, you can trust with your data, trust with your privacy, why would you link it to video call devices and surreptitious cameras? Like, these do not rehabilitate you in the public eye. They don't build up trust. Yeah. It's so odd. why now? Yeah. Why was yeah. this
1: the time they thought? A, it's like the I know. End of do summer, it in June. So yes. Why?
2: That's a
0: bust. I think it was the same with the Bose <laughs> yeah. frames.
2: Did they come out in like September, October? And It's kind of like lads, you've you've missed the boat here. Oh, I
0: don't know. I uh, I definitely tried them first at a Bose oh, Christmas yeah. event. So it's yeah, right. it's plausible they'd yeah. come out in the autumn I mean, yeah. before that.
1: I understand you can pay more and get prescription yeah. frames. They don't have to be sunglasses. No. They can. You do can do get you can get prescription you sunglasses. You can
2: get prescription uh, clear glasses. Um, either way, it will cost you an extra two hundred pounds yeah Ooh. that's a lot of money how much uh, so they they start at 300 is? so that's 300 oh, with just oh, these lenses wow. in them if you want polarized lenses it does go up uh a bit more i can't remember i think it's like 70 or 80 pounds something like that for polarized lenses okay uh,
0: how much did you guys have to pop in those snapchat vending oh, i machines? can't remember like, yeah. it really wasn't help?
2: 300 it was less than 300 um mm. I think it was between 100 and 200 somewhere. I can't remember what it was exactly. Mm. Um, even then, although that was quite expensive for what they were. These are very expensive. Been like been these good. ones are, are so expensive. What's
0: in them? I mean, the, I guess the caveat, the flip side of there is, is it's kind of the same thing we always see with smartwatches, which is um, Ray-Ban sunglasses. are yeah, expensive. Yeah. You know, if you want to go exactly. out and buy a pair of Ray-Ban Wayfarers, you're going to break the £100 line just on, on the, the Yeah, you're the paying for the brand. Yeah. So they can't sell these for the same price as they do regular ray-bans just from a you know how they position them as always though there is that flip side we see in the watch space where if i go and buy a regular i mean i have a pair of ray-ban sunglasses i have owned the same pair for 15 years they're still fine i can still use them imagine that. if you drop 300 pounds on these you are not going to be using them in 15 years because the tech side of it just won't and, and also, there is no water way.
2: resistance, there's no dust resistance, anything like that. So you have to be pretty careful with these. Mm.
0: And I was
1: saying this to you in, in, in person, like for a brand where the glasses are usually pictured on like skateboarders or surfers. Yeah,
0: yeah. Weird,
1: yeah. right? I just looked as well, the the Spectacles Gen 1 were £130. Yeah. Right,
0: so less than half yeah. the price.
1: Um. Yeah. But Although I was about to say, the, the new like... ones
2: are very expensive, but they also <laughs> can do some basic AR <laughs> right. stuff, so it kind of justifies the price a little bit more. Different kind of beast,
1: really.
0: Yeah. Um, It's clearly a space we're going to see more of. I mean, just this week, weirdly not at the launch event they held on Wednesday, but Xiaomi also unveiled its own smart glasses, though it's sort of a concept product rather than an actual thing. Um, They are different. They're more like Google Glass. They're the kind of AR uh, experience. They actually are like throwing information Mm -hmm. up on a lens that you can see as you're wearing them. Um, Mm -hmm. different, Different take on what smart glasses are. But realistically, we're eventually going to see all of these things merge together into products yeah, more meaningfully, where you will have smart guys like this that have cameras, they have either bone conduction or, or speakers for music, they, you know, will display information to you on the lenses, all of that all of that stuff is going to end up together. Um, but, yeah, we're going to, you know, societally have to figure out what they look like, because, yeah, I, Lewis, those ray look look yep. great, but I'm a little uncomfortable with how much they look like regular sunglasses. I don't know that I like that. I thought they'd
2: be a bit more obvious. When Um, I saw the press photos, I was like, okay, I can spot that pretty well. But now I see them in person, you're like, yeah, no, you won't see this in most situations.
0: And because they look like bog-standard Ray-Bans, you know, one of the most popular gla- like, sunglasses designs out there. Yeah. The average person who doesn't even know these exist is just going to see those and be like, yeah, regular yeah. sunglasses. At least, say, the Snapchat Spectacles, they look yeah. weird, so they might grab someone's attention and be like, oh, those are funny-looking, oh, look, there's cameras. You know, those someone just be like, yeah, Ray-Bans, right, fine, whatever. No one will give them a no. second look, and it needs that second look for you to spot the lens, for you to split up the lens. I mean, LED, this happened last night when, when I was
2: with, in a room with a bunch of tech journalists, one of them turned around and was like why are you wearing sunglasses inside at night and it took him a few seconds they were like <laughs> oh these are the, the ray-bans yeah so yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know people that write about this stuff still aren't immediately aware that this is what they are so
0: and that's while it's fresh in everyone's mind cuz they only got announced 4 days ago or whatever like 6 months from now when everyone's kind of forgotten yeah. about them yeah, no no one will think no no one will guess that's no. what they are I have a feeling we might be edging towards similarly
1: to like the drone boom when suddenly everyone was making drones or buying oh, yeah. drones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the regulatory bodies didn't have anything in place to police it properly. So people were just flying drones over airports and stuff like yeah. that. This
2: is fun. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. This is a, you know, a, a new, it's effectively, I know it's like these have been around for a few years, but it's yeah. a relatively untrodden, a new product category. And if we're going to keep seeing them crop up, there's going to be a point where governments or, or, well, yeah. or you know, policing bodies have to come in and start... Wait, wait till we start getting barrels. the stories of,
0: like, cops destroying people's sunglasses because they were worried they might be using yeah. them to film them, and it's yeah, just someone yeah, being sure. like, no, those were just my yeah. glasses, and you yeah. broke them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jinkies.
2: Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be an interesting few years in the smart glasses, <laughs> I can't
0: see my glasses.
2: space, I think. It's going to be a good mm-hmm. few years.
0: And with with a company like Facebook wading in and and going big on it especially with this big partnership with 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 Ray-Ban with another you know brand like this is clearly Facebook is only doing this because it's the yeah. start you mm-hmm. know and like yeah. i said Ray-Ban is is owned by parent company i think they're called mm-hmm. Luxottica they are the dominant um glasses company they own almost any like eyewear brand you can name is probably owned by them so it is probably even just a matter of time before we start seeing other brands pop up with this Facebook tech inside, because there's not really any good reason for them not to extend this across other brands. If they can find other brands with designs that suit it, I will, um, s- and obviously Facebook is only going to do this Gen one if it expects to yeah. do Gen two. Honestly,
2: I will say that uh, Facebook hasn't been shy in the fact that they have said that they are working on actual AR glasses with, you know, the whole shebang, like the Xiaomi ones yes. with, the, with the computers and the lenses and all that stuff. That mm-hmm. is something that they are working on. Expect that at some point.
0: Yeah. It's interesting, So, I think when Google Glass launched and flopped, there was a little bit of a oh, maybe that's it. maybe yeah. like, we're all going to move yeah. on from that, because you know, one of the biggest tech companies in the world tried it, failed embarrassingly and publicly, yeah. and maybe that will just kill this before it even starts. And it did look like that had happened for a while, and now it is interesting. everyone's coming back, but just with more modest approaches to it rather than uh, Google's very out there you, you know bold, <laughs> bold first yeah. attempt. Uh, we will wrap up for today. That has been a great 90 minutes. Uh, It was inevitable. We were going to run long today. So much stuff to talk about. We will be back same time, same place next week. In fact, I won't. I'm not going to be here next week. I'm going to be on holiday in Italy. Sucks to be you. I'm sure Toddy and Lewis uh, will, will fill in capably without me there. You'll probably have a great time. Better episode than normal without me. It's going to go viral. Background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll I'm not sure what we've you... huh. <laughs> not sure what these guys are going to have to uh, to fill the time with next week. Maybe by then we'll have an iPhone. Wouldn't Fingers that be crossed. Nice? That and would be nice. About that. But let's see. Uh, until then, we'll see you all soon. And uh, bye for now. Bye. Thanks.